0: Welcome to this edition of Let's Bring It to the Table, baby. Yes, Bring It to the Table is where I interview interesting people in the motorcyclist scene. Today, I got a young buck baby a young buck on we're gonna be talking about a range of Issues man and wait till you hear what he has to say this kid's pretty intelligent man I wish I was this intelligent when it came to me being like 27 years old. I'd have been set by now I wouldn't have had to work so damn hard He's gonna be talking about what it is like in the scene for him how it got you know how he got interested in it how? how uh, his peers his age look at the scene as well as financial stuff man wait till you hear this kid talk about finance and that's the kind of stuff I like bringing to the program now is uh, yeah we do our biker news but I also want to bring a well-rounded type of uh, content if you will into the debate and this kid is just awesome I actually uh, he's a long time uh, listener Uh, we got to talk to him on discord and stuff so I think you're really going to find this very interesting so let's get on over there baby Hi I'm James Hollywood Machikari join me Monday through Friday for Motorcycle Mayhem Morning Show on YouTube Live, Facebook and all major podcasting platforms where we talk about all the major biker news going on in the scene Rock on. you got a bunch of good stuff in the back man you got jd back there everything
1: yeah uh this is like my man cave this is where i keep all my uh my biker gear my travel case and everything you know just all my stuff so it doesn't get you know cold and you know wrecked in my garage so
0: man we just got smoked yesterday with that freaking storm man now the east coast is getting it
1: oh yeah and uh, up here in canada it fluctuates so much man you can it could be minus 10 and it's like okay a little cold then it can hit minus 40 and like you can't even leave your house (laughs) man
0: well i wanted to have you on man because uh you're the younger generation uh i wanted to hear your thoughts uh from your point of view how uh you guys see everything Also, you got a lot of good financial uh, stuff. You guys really are getting ahead as far as finances are concerned compared to what we did. You guys are a lot smarter than us uh, when we were that age. So, at first, let's uh, take a look at uh, how you see things. How How old are you? I am 27. 27 years old. So, let's hear from your point of view at 27 years old what do you think about motorcycling, what stuff you guys are into compared to what maybe we were into, all that good stuff.
1: Okay, well, first off, um, I'm, well, the people I've met in my generation, at least, it seems like there's not so much um, a divide between you gotta ride a Harley as you have to ride, you know, this, it's kind of like, a bit more blurred lines and open in that aspect like i, I love harley's i know a lot of guys give me flack for that but man i, I think they're the <laughs> the coolest bikes you know on on uh, the road right now um <clears throat> it, it's the community so far it just seems really open and welcoming you know there's a lot of like the the graybeards around just teaching the teaching us kids some new tricks and everything and you know everyone seems to be really like, if somebody breaks down, you know, people, whether they're in a club or not, which is just amazing, will stop by and see if you're okay and help you out. I've had some issues on the road, and I've had people, you know, stop by and check me out. So that's, you know, it, it just seems like, you know, brotherhood is pretty much the only way I could really describe it, which I think is just fantastic.
0: Hmm. Well, what I like about you guys, see, you were talking about uh, the Harley-only deal. That was basically my generation and Ford. Uh, because me, I learned from Vietnam veterans, which was awesome. But now you guys got such an open mind. And, you know, I kind of love it because I'm in all different type of motorcycles. Yeah, I got a Harley Fat Boy, I got a Suzuki Boulevard. But you guys love the technology and the performance behind a manufacturer instead of its name. Uh, you know, am I uh, shooting down the right path there?
1: Uh, yeah, you, you definitely are. Like, There's a lot of companies like, you know, I, I know Honda got a lot of flack back in the day for you meet the nicest person on a Honda. But I, I, I know a couple of people who ride Shadows and God, it's like they haven't done a day of maintenance a day in their lives on those bikes. And they just run perfectly. You can't kill it. You, right. You just can't. Uh, my like, favorite
0: Shadow has to be the 2002 American Classic. Man, I love that um, make and model of freaking Honda. It's a beautiful bike. But oh, you guys, bad. you guys seem to really get behind the riding, man. You guys can ride some motorcycles, man, especially the rocket riders, doing all them <laughs> tricks and all that type of stuff. You guys take it to a whole different level.
1: Oh God, yeah, I've uh, I've seen some uh, I've seen some people who can almost like indefinitely do a wheelie, like the front tire pretty much from their house to their job doesn't need to touch the ground, which is just insane. And you know. <laughs> I've I've seen people freaking uh, lane splitting and weaving through traffic going, like, I don't know, like 150 miles an hour, and they don't skip a beat. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, yesterday we were on Discord, and I believe we had Katie, and she's about the same age as you. And it was yeah. amazing that how in tune she wanted to... Uh, work on her own bike, and she had an old school attitude, but in, you know, your guys' age range, and that that was like, wow, I bet, I bet you were actually surprised too.
1: I really was, like, uh, sure, I want to learn how to work on my own bike, I want to, you know, w- learn to working on, you know, changing my oil, replacing my chain, changing my tires out, you know, all that fun stuff, and she's all like, Watch a YouTube video and put in a 1,200cc big bore kit, you know, YouTube will tell you how to do it. I'm like, holy crap.
0: You're like, man, she just told me what's up.
1: (laughs) Pretty much like, yeah, there's there's definitely some go-getters there. Like there's a lot of people, they just put some crazy mods on their bikes and it's, you know, they just live to tinker with them. Even if they, you know, they they don't have any training, they just kind of look it up or they take pictures along the way. And they just like, okay, I messed this up. Let's see, let's look, let's look at this picture. Oh, it was actually like this when they're putting things back together. So you don't like miss any washers or bolts or anything. And it's like, you know, some of them, they do a pretty darn good job, you know, save thousands of dollars a year.
0: What got you into motorcycle?
1: I've honestly, uh, <laughs> well, back in, uh, back uh, where I live in, in Canada, when I was really young, and this is going to sound weird. Um, there was a karaoke bar that my parents worked at, Uh they, they basically managed and ran the bar. Uh, I was eight years old and I would go into the bar because it, it was legal. And uh, I, I would sing karaoke, just have fun. It's kind of like a way for my parents, to, like watch me, you know, while they're working. And there was all these Hells Angels and different club members who would come into the bar and like literally every booth would be angels or a different club. It was just like insane. I always thought they looked really cool. I'd see the loud motorcycles all lined up, all the shiny chrome. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So uh, it, it, it was such just like an awe-inspiring experience. And then I'd see people zipping down on cross rockets and I'd see, you know, the guys just cruising around on their cruisers and everything. I just thought, I really, really want to get one of those. So uh, I ended up, you know, getting into finances uh, a little bit recently, and just through the profits through the stock market, I was able to purchase my first cruiser um, at uh, the beginning of uh, last year. So uh, I finally made yourself what
0: a ironhead or a sporty eight eighty three.
1: That that's the plan for my second bike. I got myself. uh, It's it's uh, called a GV six fifty. It's, oh. um, it's a Korean company called Hyosung. They make, uh, they, they used to work for Suzuki, I believe it was, and they used to make their bikes for that half of the Asian market. Then they kind of got their own, you know, research going and they started making their own bikes. They're essentially everything in that company, whether it's a cruiser or a sport bike, has a sport bike engine in it. So they go like, these are cruisers that are just flying down the street. So they're, mm-hmm. they're a little fun. They're, they're definitely heavy bikes. Like my my DV is uh, somewhere in the six hundred pound uh, six fifty range, I believe. And it, 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 I, I've uh, I've kept it once or twice, and it's it, it's a little fun to get back up on too. But yeah, well, smart, uh,
0: you went with a smaller CC until you got to learn, and then you're gonna move yourself up.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely want to get uh, an Iron uh, Eight Eighty, and uh, that, that's that's my dream bike uh, right there.
0: Well, you and, get uh, stuff in 883, you do what Katie says, uh, big bore it up to a 1200
1: <laughs> Oh, definitely. That's, that, that's what I'm going to do.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned that you were uh, in the stocks and stuff, and at your age, that uh, is pretty cool, man, because a lot of us never uh, thought about finance until we got real older and partying out of our system, where you guys <laughs> do the opposite. You guys get your shit in line and uh, do it the right way. So you just mentioned that you made some uh, profits off the market. You know, tell them uh, a little bit about what you do with finance and stuff. You're not a financial advisor, but we're just coming at the angle of your story on this. And you do have a YouTube channel too.
1: Yes, I do. Uh, I started a. Well, first off, I, I just started watching. Other YouTube channels, there's people like, um, for instance, Andre Jick and Grim Staffan, who are, uh, probably mispronounced his name there, who are fantastic uh, investors. I've um, checked out a couple, uh, I've checked out a couple seminars. I've checked out a couple, you know, read a couple books and articles. I just wanted to learn a little bit. I didn't want to dive in blind. And it it took a bit longer than I would like to admit to kind of get a grasp till, till I felt safe enough to kind of put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. So, I decided to start a YouTube channel, and I Facebook.
0: What's the name of the YouTube channel?
1: Uh, Victor L. Financial um, Planning, and um, my Facebook community is Canadian Investing for Beginners. But essentially, anyone can uh, anyone can you know join. Whether you're in the states, you know, it's it, it's it's just you know me being Canadian, I have a bit more of a grasp on the Canadian market. But um, yeah, there's, uh, the, there's three major types of investing that somebody who has you know no experience in the stock market would want to look into. There's first off there's value investing, which is you know seeing a stock like let's say l- let's say you see a stock that's selling for one dollar and you think based on the amount of money they're making, you know it's something like a big tech stock or a pop stock that so, you know has amazing numbers. Let's say you think, hey, this should be a two-dollar stock, but it's only selling for one dollar. I think that's a pretty good value. So that's you know value investing. It's buying something that you believe is underpriced. You're getting it at a discount. Then there's growth investing, which is like buying Amazon when it was a new stock. It's, you know, it's essentially. I would have done
0: that one. <laughs>
1: oh God, don't we all? Uh, it, it's essentially the best way I could describe uh, growth investing. It's uh, paying, you know. Uh, paying, uh, like 50 cents for a stock and then having it, you know, doing your research and having it just grow up, uh, to, you know, 20 bucks, $30 down the line. It's, those are the two main, way, uh, main ways people invest is value and growth. There are different markets that are for more advanced investors, like day trading, Forex, cryptocurrency, but you know, if you're just starting out, I'd, uh, I'd probably want to steer clear of those.
0: Especially with Forex.
1: Oh, it, it's, it's really, really difficult. Uh, you you got to have some brains upstairs to, to dabble <laughs> with the foreheads.
0: Got to watch them pips, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then uh, there, there's the third type, which is what I made. You know, I, I essentially got a free motorcycle out of it, which I thought was fantastic. It's uh, dividend investing. So what dividends are is if you own a stock that pays a dividend, let's say it's a, a $10 stock that pays you $0.10, cents, whether it's every month, every three months, every six months, or every year. Now, the great thing about dividend investing is you don't care about the stock price at all. Uh, If it goes up to $11, you're still getting your 10 cents. If it goes down to $2, you're still getting your 10 cents. You don't care. Some people go, oh, no, my stock dropped to $2. I need to sell. (laughs) I got to sell. I'm losing so much money. You're not losing anything. You, You do not care about the stock price whatsoever. Your main focus is on that dividend. Um, so like you don't actually ever lose any money until you sell, you know, it's like, you you don't lose until you quit. Mm. There's always a chance of it going back up. I've seen so many people, especially during the last year with, you know, the whole pandemic people there, they bought stocks, then they tanked. And then people sold everything at like 10% of what they paid. And then once the pandemic, you know, uh, near the end of, uh, near like October, November, December of 2020, when the stocks skyrocketed back up, they were probably triple what they were when they when they initially bought them, and they, they took a huge loss. It's it's hmm. like you you gotta really play the long game with it.
0: Right, uh, that's yeah. more to, uh, what you do. Uh, like you said, in your age range, to you know, you're looking five, six, seven years down the road on dividend uh, investing. Where oh, exactly. trading, same day, that stuff gets a little uh, out there. Uh, the best example of, like, a day trade I would give everybody that they would know if you're not into this stuff is, like, the Wall Street bots off of Reddit with the GameStop deal. And Damn. I, mean, I love I that one, man. They stuck it to them funds.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a, a lot of a lot people seem of- to say um, that's like you know, if it was so easy to make money doing this, everyone would do it. And it's, it's like my, my Facebook community has almost 3000 people. And there's hundreds of these Facebook communities out there with a lot of people as well. Hundreds of YouTube channels with tens of not hundreds, of thousands of subscribers. Almost everyone is doing it these days. Like you just gotta, you just have to inform yourself. And then you realize like it's, it's not just some get quick, uh, you know, get rich quick scheme. It's, it's actually like sound advice. Like, um, Dividends use what's called the power of compounding interest. Mm. So the best the best way I can describe this, I'm, I'm going to use overinflated numbers to kind of give a, use like the base 10 model, just give you a generalization. So it, it, you're not going to find these numbers anywhere. It's just an example. But let's say you pay $10 and you get 10 $1 shares of a fictional stock. Let's say that stock pays 10 cents per month on dividends. Okay. That, that's an astronomical amount. and Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you use what's called uh, D R I P or dividend reinvestment plan, like if you buy one stock, you often pay a nine to ten dollar service charge. If you sell one stock, you pay a nine to ten dollar service charge. Even if you buy one stock or a hundred stocks, you still pay that service charge. But with uh, D R I P, uh, the dividend from that stock automatically buys a free share without any service charge. So you, you essentially get free stocks off the stocks you own. Right. So. On the first month, you'll have 10 shares that are paying a dollar each month, which is enough to, you know, drip a free share. On month 11, uh, on month two, you'll have 11 shares. By month 11, you'll have 20 shares and gain two shares each month. By month 20, you'll have 42 shares. By month 30, you'll have 103 shares worth $103. And that's all without paying any more than $10 and just sitting and waiting. You already have over 10 times your investments over this period of time, which is a decent, reasonable, maybe not that, you know, maybe not 10 times your initial investment. It could be like the stock market can be crazy. Again, with like the GameStop deal with companies like Amazon, you never know. But um, there's even stocks that are called like 100 bagger or 1,000 bagger stocks, which are stocks that increase uh, 100 times or 1,000 times over when you bought them in. Which again would be like buying Google, Amazon, or Tesla when they were new, and they just exploded. So right. it does actually happen, but they're they're a little bit rare. With with dividend, it's more of a safe, reliable form of investing where you're not gonna just lose, you know, everything. You're not gonna like mortgage your house, buy a new tech stock like into Google Glass or something, have it flop, lose everything. Like it, it, it's safe, sustained if you do lose you're not going to lose everything you you might lose a small portion of your money but at the very end if if you keep holding there's a very good chance that it'll peak back up like pick almost any stock and on type it into google and it'll tell it'll show you like you know one of the like the wavy graphs Mm. it might be green it might be red now if you look at that oh it's red it's terrible if you go back to three months all of a sudden you know it's, it's flatline, you know, the little dip at the end is just like a small little nub at the end of the graph. If you go back the last year, it could be astronomically in the green. If you go back year to date, it could be an insane mountain into the green, right? So this whole small thing you see on Google, if you just sign in to look at the stock, which is you know why, why I say if you buy, you buy these dividend stocks, set up something where you automatically buy more stocks and then just forget about it for a year or two, look at it later and see what it grow to, like don't micromanage and watch your stocks because you're just seeing a little tiny red, you know, dip at the end and you're not looking at the overall like, you know, no the overall picture. big picture. Yeah, sometimes you just need to step back, which is just forget about the stock, you know, put 100 $100 $1000 whatever, buy some stocks, set it up to, so you, you know, buy a couple more stocks like automatically through your bank and just forget about it.
0: Right. Uh, that's what a lot of employer plans do here in the states and I always tell people If they uh, offer you stocks at your work, just keep every paycheck, buy that stuff, buy that stuff. But a lot of people, they do get worried about the stock market because of what you said. uh, Were you to lose everything? Now, what he's talking about is long-term. It's kind of like your 401ks. You take that long-term. But he is right where you can lose everything, and that's why... You need to stay away from Forex and day trading if you don't know what the hell you're doing.
1: Yeah, that's like the rocket science compared to, like, everyone else, you know, just, you know, hammering in nails. It's like a whole different world. You know, Um, with
0: with Forex, they got a lot of practice accounts where you to play with money and stuff. But you're on an international scale with monetary type of stuff. You're betting a dollar against, say, the Canadian or the dollar against UK or the yen, uh, you really got to be up on your. It's like you're in front of that computer all day and all night.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, with like a lot of these hedge fund guys, which a lot of people don't understand is they think like again you're micromanaging it like you, like you have to with forex and day trading. Like with with growth, value, and dividend investing, you don't micromanage anything. It's like the the hedge fund guys. You think that they sit there, you know, stressing out about every little dip. They buy a bunch of stocks enough to compound or you know get the free share so to speak on a scale of like hundreds of thousands. Then they do the same with another stock, same with another stock, and they just walk away. They wait a couple of months, a couple of years until they make you know three hundred percent, four hundred percent profit. They sell all of this stock, all of this stock, and they buy into a smaller company this stock, a smaller company this stock, and they wait a couple of years, watch it build up and with that they make more money than most of us will ever see in our lifetimes what we're doing is just that on a smaller scale so we can retire early because like if you have like i don't know uh two hundred thousand dollar retirement plan you
0: you, your younger generation does you want to retire earlier where we didn't think about that
1: yeah like you would if you have like a two hundred thousand dollar portfolio by the time you're 65 70 80 whenever you feel like retiring or perhaps sooner than that you know if you turn off the drip then you can just get that money put into your bank account and that could be two thousand three thousand depending on the dividend amount into your account every month without you having to worry about it you still have that two hundred three hundred thousand dollars sitting in your account for like emergencies you know if if something got, got you know god knows something happens you know like medically but you also have that essentially free passive income, like a retirement plan, and you can even use that on top of like your 401k, on top of your RSP in Canada, and and it's just a second retirement plan on top of your retirement plan to give you a more comfortable life. Like you could be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and you could start doing this, and it'll it'll still help you out in one way or another. Like of course the advantages are much greater when you start earlier on in life, but. At, at any age range, you can you can definitely benefit from learning about this and starting.
0: How long did it take you uh, to take some of your profits to buy your bike?
1: Well, I started. I want to say around January or February, and I about purchased. Uh, I, yeah, of uh, twenty twenty, and I purchased my motorcycle. I think it was June.
0: Very good.
1: And that wasn't touching my initial investment. That was profit. So that was a free motorcycle off of, you know. I bought some stocks like uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, which went up a lot. because it was a good dividend paying stock. So it was something that, you know, it was a little shaken by the pandemic. You know, people were really worried about it. Uh, Warren Buffett said something, uh, I I can't remember the exact quote, but it's long lines of, you know, uh, you know, be courageous when people are fearful. Be fearful when people are courageous. Basically, if everyone's selling a stock, And the price is plummeting buy a ton of it and just sit on it you know be the crazy person people are going to talk crap but buy that stock and then when people are buying the stock when they realize how great it is that's when you sell and make a massive profit Mm -hmm. so that's that's like that goes into like the growth and value investing and you know warren buffett he made 12 billion dollars buying and selling coca-cola so Mm -hmm. he's Yeah, um, Yeah.
0: something else.
1: <laughs> oh, he, he sure is. Uh, there, there's different accounts and stuff you can do, You can look into, like um, ITFs or index traded funds or mutual funds. But they have often what's called MER, which is like a, a brokerage fee for managing that account. Um, essentially, how it, how that works is it's like it's instant diversification. Like a lot of these accounts, they'll buy, you know, they'll buy a little bit of Apple. They'll buy a little bit of Tesla. They'll buy a little bit of, um, I don't know, like Brookfield Property Partners, which is a real estate stock or a REIT. They'll buy a little bit of like McDonald's. They'll buy some Coca-Cola. They'll buy, you know, a couple of shares like Birkshott Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett stock, for instance. They'll buy, a, you know, they'll just... They're right out at,
0: what, about a... They're over a 1,000 right now, Birkshott, right?
1: yeah and uh well berkshire b is a is a pretty expensive stock i think around a thousand and berkshire hathaway a is over uh, which is the voting shares for his company is currently sitting at over a hundred thousand dollars for one share wow oh which is insane yeah uh like it, it could just be really really crazy you know seeing some of these stocks and just the prices that they go to like it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you really have to be careful. Um, Big thing is, you know, diversification. Like, I buy some monthly stocks. Like, I buy uh, a couple stocks. Like, um, in Canada, there's a company, PZA, which is uh, Pizza Pizza Royalty Corp. It's Pizza Pizza in, like, Ontario, and in Western Canada, it's called Pizza 73. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, it's a monthly paying stock. It's about $9 a share. It pays about $0.06 every month. And it's, like, $1,400 1400 bucks or something to compound and get a free share every month. So you get a decent return. It's like an 8% or 9% annual return off buying one share. So it stacks up really quick. It's one of my favorite stocks. And it's a company that I, I personally, I buy their pizza all the time. You know, it's like, we do have Domino's and Pizza Hut and everything, but it's, it's similar to that here. It's a, it's a pretty big company. Then there's like uh, BPY. Do,
0: the, do you play the penny stocks at all?
1: Uh, I, tr- I try to steer clear of the penny stocks. I... I I touched at it a little bit, and I made I made a little bit of money with it. Like uh, I made a couple hundred bucks off of like a ten dollar investment in a penny stock, which was pretty good. And then after I sold out, the stock folded. So mm-hmm. it's like I could have lost everything. I made a pretty good profit, but it's like if you ever seen the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, you know the whole pump and dump game. That's
0: that's, that's how it works. Stocks.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, this is the greatest stock. You need to buy. You need to buy look at this confusing graph, look at this confusing graph, look at this confusing graph, and people are just like, wow, he seems to know what he's talking about. Uh, it, it's, it's almost like a pyramid scheme. The people who buy in first, if it's like a 16 cent stock, they'll put like $1,000 in and they'll make, they'll buy a ton of shares. Then they'll go on to all these YouTube sites and Facebook groups and everything and they'll pump it saying it's going to be the next greatest stock. Like people were doing it with like Air Canada, people were trying to pump and dump uh, a lot of like you know, nickel mines and graphite mines and all these—you know—small stocks and just pumping them up like crazy. And then the stock goes from sixteen cents to like four dollars. Then the person who bought a thousand dollars worth at sixteen cents sells everything. He gets a massive profit, like sixteen cents to four dollars over <laughs> thousands and thousands of shares. He's he's retiring off that. And right. then everyone else who put their life savings into that. If their stock goes from four dollars to like two cents. They lose everything.
0: Exactly.
1: So don't buy into the hype. You
0: know? <laughs> exactly. Unless you're going to pump that sucker, man. And it works out like a GameStop.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like that's that's what they did. They they pumped it like crazy, and it went so much that the the hedge, the fund, hedge fund, fund managers couldn't short it, the and yeah, they you know good. twisted their arm.
0: Right. Now, with your guys' age, uh, you guys get into finance real early now. Are they teaching you that in school? Because down in my time and when I was in high school, they never taught finance. But it seems well, like you guys are a lot smarter in that uh, aspect.
1: <laughs> well, sadly, they did not teach it, at least in my school. Uh, I If they did, I would have started doing this when I was 16, 17, 18, and I would be in a much better financial situation but i, I kind of you know I, I was paycheck to paycheck and i didn't really it seemed like some unattainable thing like you'd see like the whole guys in wall street with their suits and their mercedes zipping around and like wow those guys you know they have a lot of money like that's you know it seemed like a whole different world to me. until i really got into it you know with the advent of apps like Well simple robin hood weevil it, it, it becomes really accessible you don't have to like call up a broker and pay insane fees you can kind of just Do it yourself for the most part right but uh the the biggest problem the biggest complaint a lot of people seem to have is i'm living paycheck to paycheck man i can't even pay my power bill how am i supposed to invest in the stock market like this this whole sounds you know romanticized it sounds awesome like retire early and that but like i I got six kids at home what 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 the heck do you expect me to do and it's it's uh it is possible for for people who are in a bit of a tough situation but you kind of have to tighten your belt uh you know with with a couple aspects like just a lot of it's really simple stuff too that people don't seem to realize like let's say you know billy works nine to five monday to friday uh you know 40 hour weeks every day when he drives home when he drives to work he buys a two dollar coffee at like mcdonald's or starbucks or something on his way to work Instead of buying the, if he buys five, you know, Monday to Friday, five coffees, that's ten bucks a week. That's forty bucks a month. That's four hundred and eighty dollars a year he's wasting on coffee. He could literally buy a two-dollar travel mug at like a dollar store or something, and he could buy a six-dollar can of coffee, and he, you know, be able to brew a single cup before work. And for eight dollars, he has that four hundred eighty dollars worth of coffee throughout the year. And he just saved four hundred and seventy. Seventy-two dollars by that little act alone, that he could then invest in the stock market, and even yeah. a, an amount like that, if you buy into the right stocks, can build up fast. I mean, a lot of these stocks in in Canadian, which is a much smaller currency than the U.S. dollar, is like a thousand dollars, twelve, fourteen hundred dollars to compound to the free share. You know, four hundred and you know eighty dollars American is that's like $600. You're, you're well over half, you know, you're halfway, if not well over halfway there on some of these stocks just off of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like uh, there's companies like uh, UPS that they optimize their gas and their fuel economy by only, I believe it's only making left turns. So they plan out a route where they only have to turn left. And oddly enough, they save a lot. And then, you know, as uh, you know, fans of your show might know, uh, like, Motorcycles, man, save money with your motorcycle. You might think motorcycles are expensive. My car is four thousand a year to insure. My motorcycle is three hundred a year to insure. Look at the savings.
0: (laughs) Me time save is not well with the fuel cost alone too.
1: Oh God, yeah, it's like ninety dollars to fill my tank, twenty-five dollars to fill my tank. Mm. insane savings i i, I just say four grand i can invest right there you know what i mean you know take a little bit aside for like um, you know for like maintenance work and such but um
0: but you got to have biggest, the mentality to do it you gotta oh exactly to, you have to have the go-to attitude instead of i can't do it
1: everyone's going to kfc for lunch and you're sitting there eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich sure it'll suck but you'll be laughing when you have you know thirty thousand dollars in investments and then you have an extra, you know, six or seven thousand dollars sitting in your bank account, you'll realize, you know, I, I kinda like peanut butter and jelly. Every once in a while I'll put some Nutella in there. I might cut up some bananas, might spice it up a little bit. You know, it's pennies on the dollar. And these guys are wasting three, 000, four, 000, five, 000, six thousand dollars a year on these lunches and you're spending maybe a hundred bucks a year for the entire year off your homemade lunches and you're just laughing with the profits. Like it it can suck, but sometimes you've got to cut down, right? You just have to be careful. The uh, uh, common financial advice is you need to, you know, people stress this so much. You need to have three months of your complete tax-free salary put in savings. If you make two grand a month, you have to have six grand in your account before you invest a penny. I don't believe that. That's that's unattainable, and that takes an extremely large amount of time. And if people have that much money there'll be an urge to spend it when you don't want to touch that. That's supposed to be an emergency fund only. So what I suggest for a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck to do is have, you don't even need enough of the bills, just have enough for your rent. Just have literally a rent, well, one month's rent, put in your bank account just as an emergency. That could be for rent, you could take a little bit of that for bills, and then refill it if need be. That could be, you know, Timmy needs braces, you know, my dog got hurt, whatever. But the fact that it's the amount of your rent, the fear of if something happens will prevent you from touching that money. Whereas if you have several times that amount, it'll be like, I can take 500 and buy this nice fancy watch. It's not a big deal. And when that mentality gets to you, all of a sudden all your money's gone. So just save enough that you, you know for a fact you can't touch, but that will help you out in case of an emergency cut a couple corners with like you know making coffee and lunch at home as opposed to going out and buying stuff you know drive your motorcycle a bit more as opposed to your car and if you're in places where you know you don't necessarily need a a car because you know you might just be you and your girlfriend you might not have any kids for instance you can even sell your car roll over the profits into like savings in the stock market and if you do want to go on a date night and it's a little cold you can take an uber you know, it's gonna be like what five dollars to go to the bar you know safe you're not gonna drink and drive and risk hurting yourself or her five bucks to get home you know you save three grand a year off of insurance what's 10 bucks every now and then for a date night plus you know if it doesn't snow where you live the motorcycle isn't you know it's fun and it's enough to get you me to be off that point right you don't need to pay for the motorcycle and for the car and for like, you know, this and that, and that you don't need to have all these toys. You don't have to have the biggest lifted truck. You know what I mean? If you have something where you can just save a fortune, then <laughs> you can invest and you could retire five years earlier. You know, you turn off the drip, you are getting four grand, five grand a month on top of your RSP or your, you know, 401k, your retirement plan. If you play your cards right. You could retire at fifty-five, screw sixty-five or seventy, if if, if you kind of if you don't, you know, buy the biggest, you know, lifted truck with like train horn under it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right. Well, you know what, you got a good grasp on uh, finances and stuff. Uh, a couple other things before we go. Do you find a lot more uh, guys and gals your age getting in the motorcycling?
1: Uh, yeah, I've I've actually met several who are like around eighteen to uh, eighteen to twenty five, eighteen to thirty who are getting into it. Uh, more often than not, they buy the uh, the pocket bikes, like uh, you know, like the the cross rockets and that, and it's just like <laughs> they're they're just whipping by me on my cruiser, right? You know, <laughs> I kind of feel lonely sitting here being the only guy in a cruiser sometimes, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it, it seems like it's
0: safer to be on that cruiser man like i said in the the chat on discord i had that katana man all i wanted to do was go <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah tunnel vision <laughs> i had to get
0: rid of it because i know i kill myself on it
1: oh yeah that, that's me uh I, I could have you know a nice triumph or a kTM or something like that but i don't want to die so I'm, I'm i'm the guy i'd look at that I'd look at my cruiser i'd polish it up it'd be like you know those guys could just have a harley they never ride it they just do maintenance and polish it up in the garage that would be me with the pocket bike right i'd keep it looking pretty i'd never ride the freaking thing and that's again that's an expense that i could use for like investing or savings or something right it, it would just be a waste for me to spend the money to buy it right like right. If, if that's your thing right you know
0: exactly well, you know what? It was really interesting uh, talking with you. Again, let's uh, give uh, your shout-outs to your channel, how they get there, all that good stuff. You're going to have to go. Uh, this is going to air on the 14th, uh, so you're going to have to be in that chat room uh, putting your uh, links in there.
1: Oh, definitely. Will do. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I've been a long time fan. <laughs> I love Insane Throttle. and uh, I
0: really appreciate that. So your channel again is what
1: uh, Victor L Financial. Uh, it, I believe it's investing, and my Facebook group is Canadian Investing for Beginners.
0: Rock and roll, man! Have you guys ever uh, in your uh, forums did you guys get together to push or snack? Uh I I did not.
1: Uh, I did not get together to do any any big pushes or anything. Uh, <laughs> The, the GameStop sure thing kind of... Did now. <laughs> oh, dear God, yeah. That that kind of went under my radar. I I, uh, I I saw some of the early signs for it and I thought they were just, you know, oh, that's cute, but just messing with the people. That's, that's funny. I'm going to keep an eye on this. You know, I'll probably go up to, like, from a $4 stock, it'll probably go up to, like, $9, you know, make them lose a couple thousand, just kind of like a middle finger to the hedge funds. Holy! They, uh, <laughs> they,
0: they are, rode with it. They uh, lost $70 billion in one day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah they, they've made sure that none of their shorts were going to happen it's, it's,
0: So it's do, you Robin, do you use you use Robinhood mostly as your app or TR Ameritrade
1: uh, I use TD I'm a, I'm a huge fan of TD they have fantastic analytics so you can see how your stock's performing the percentage your stocks are up it gives you it lets you know when to expect all of like the dividend payments and such when they're coming in it's just an extremely user-friendly app. And, like, the whole scandal with Robinhood saying, no, you can't buy GameStop, you can't buy AMC, you know. TD won't do that. TD is like, you do you, you have fun, you know, just enjoy our platform. And I've never had problems investing with TD, so that's kind of who I started with, and that's probably who I'm going to stick with. But there are a lot of great apps that, like, TD uses commission fees. Uh, in Canada, Wealthsimple, and then uh, I believe Robinhood and... Uh, Weeble don't... Uh, I do not believe they charge commission fees. I think they just charge, like, conversion rates. So, if, I, if I'm correct. So, you know, those are great options as well for people who want to, you know, pinch every penny and do their own research on the side. I just like the convenience of having all of the, you know, analytics and all the graphs right at my fingertips when I touch my phone to see how everything's performing. But...
0: Uh, well, it's awesome to see you guys uh, your age getting into motorcycling and stuff. And you guys... It's awesome seeing how smart you guys are too, man. You guys are leading the way, leading the future and stuff like that. Uh, so we appreciate having you on the show and, you know, good luck in your investing, man. You got your path laid forward, man. You got your uh, mindset.
1: Thank you very much. You as
0: well. Huh? Well, I'll see you in the Discord server one of these days, man. That was fun. Oh, like that.
1: oh definitely. I'll be in there a lot more often. Uh, thanks a lot and have yourself a great one.
0: See you later, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Right rock on baby don't forget to get over there at harleyliberty.com also go join the members only over on harleyliberty.com you get access to content nobody else can get it yeah all my uh op-eds and stuff uh yeah it's behind that protected wall so that means you gotta join to become a member what did you guys think of this kid man intelligent I say intelligent uh, it is awesome to see the youngins come into the scene you know I bump on them a lot but I like those type of attitudes man just like I was talking about that uh, girl uh, that was Katie that was in the discord server man she had it together work on your own motorcycle I love motorcycling basically she said I got to get her on uh, and interview them because you know what? I really like interviewing. You know, not only everybody that's uh, happening uh, in the scene that people know or organizations that know, but individual. Followers of insane throttle. I love getting their input into everything and this was one interview that I really enjoyed doing uh, Like I said, I beef on the younger kids a lot, but uh, man, they got it more together than I ever thought uh, Especially when it comes to finance don't you guys all uh, wish that we had that kind of knowledge when we were younger and uh, really uh, took advantage of that type of knowledge. But, of course, you know, uh, they have the Internet nowadays where we didn't, so it was a lot harder to learn that kind of stuff. But uh, great stuff there. And make sure you guys go over to his YouTube channel, his community chat over in Facebook. Go learn, go educate yourself, and have a good time. So with that, I'll talk to you guys later. You make sure to tune in Monday through Friday, baby. Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. I say goodbye. Vamos. See Adios. you later. Ciao. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked.